previously on the Earth Rangers podcast. Hi, everyone. Sonic and I are fine. Earth Ranger Emma is on a worldwide quest to find the once famous, now missing, conservation hero Adelia Goodwin. In a small mountain village in the Himalayas, Adelia's secret diary seemed to cause some unwanted attention. I most certainly do not. I do not share tables with thieves. What? After some initial tension and a test of her animal knowledge, Emma was able to convince her new acquaintance of her good intentions. Well, you're correct. It was a trick question, and you have passed the test. As a matter of fact, she was talking to no other than Dr. Julia Geary, a snow leopard researcher and Adelia's former research partner who might just have a new clue for her to follow. Earth Ranger Emma, do you want to come to my research station? I think that there's something there that you'd be very interested in. Yeah, I'd love that. But what is it? It's a surprise. I love surprises, I think. Okay, I'll let you finish your tea first. All done. Let's go. Come on, Sonic. I know it's a little tight, but that's how research stations are. Here, let me move these books so you can sit down. Thank you. So, what's the surprise? Right. Uh, yes, just give me a second. And now, uh, where is that box? Ah, here it is. (sighs) Sorry, it's a little dusty. I only have a few original files from when Adelia and I worked together. Let's see here. Oh, check this out. What is it? Good old file number 26.93-86.70. We managed to get some great pictures of snow leopards. We used camera traps to get them because snow leopards are so hard to find. Wow, these pictures are so beautiful. Do you mind if I post some of these on my website? I think my friend Eliza would totally love to see them. No problem. Snow leopard's fur is so thick. Hey, I have a question. I heard snow leopards are outstanding jumpers. Is that true? Yes. Snow leopards have extremely powerful back legs that allow them to leap extra long distances. The longest observed snow leopard jump is almost 50 feet. Amazing! Do you know how many snow leopards are left in the wild today, Juliet? Between 4,000 and 6,500. We don't know an exact amount, obviously, because these felines are hard to track. To do our research, Adelia and I walked and walked throughout Sagarmatha National Park. Our research took many months, and it wasn't easy. We looked for signs of snow leopards since we weren't likely to see the cats themselves. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got to head into a meeting. Hey, why don't you check out one of the areas where Adelia and I worked? Yeah. When we needed a rest, we'd observe the park and make notes from under a rocky outcropping. Cool. I haven't been back there for ages. I just can't bring myself to go. But if you're interested, it's just two kilometers directly to the west of here. Uh You really can't miss it. But be sure to stay on the trail because you do not want to get lost out there. Mm -hmm. And make sure to dress warmly. The weather can change very quickly up here. Oh, okay. Well, in that case... Would it be okay for Sonic to hang out with you here at the station? I wouldn't want him to catch a cold. No problem. Cool. Oh, no, 
about me, Sonic? I'll be back in no time, I promise. I'll see you soon. Bye! Good luck. Well, all right, Earth Rangers, let's go. We can see where Adelia actually did her field work. Man, it's hard to whistle in the thin air. Earth Rangers, I have to tell you, this place is beautiful. I've been hiking for about two hours again, and I have not seen a single person since leaving the research station. I'm really getting close to the roof of the world. And Juliet was right when she said the weather can change quickly around here. The temperature must have fallen over 20 degrees centigrade in the last hour. <sighs> Time to get out my extra warm parka. Whoa, just in time. The wind is really picking up. And yep, here we go. It's starting to snow. Let me hurry up and reach that ridge up ahead. And with a little luck, the weather is a little better on that side. Oh no, so much for being lucky. I think the opposite is the case. I've just crossed the ridge and the weather is not letting off opposite the the wind is howling and oh all I can see is white I think no I fear it's a blizzard well only one thing to do and that's put on the snow goggles and move forward come on you didn't think a true Canadian wildlife researcher like me minds a little snow did you mm -mm. no this is nothing compared to a storm I once experienced in northern Quebec as a matter of fact I wouldn't be surprised to see a polar bear appear in the snow in front of me. The temperature certainly feels like it would suit them. Hey, I mean, bears can climb mountains, right? And I know there are certain grizzly bear populations up in the Rockies. Whoa, I wonder if polar bears would be able to survive on Mount Everest. Hmm, what an interesting question. Oh, I gotta figure this one out. Okay, there's a large rock up ahead that could provide some shelter from the wind. Maybe... Maybe I could call some of my colleagues back in Canada to get their thoughts on this whole idea. <laughs> okay, it's a little less windy over here. Now let's see if I have my satellite phone. There's binoculars, Adelia's journal, my zoo. Oh, here it is. Battery's good. Satellite link established. Okay, okay. I know it's only supposed to be for emergencies, but hey, this is conservation science, and that's always important. Let's see who I have here. Avni, Christina, Lucas. I should say hi to Lucas, but um, focus. Ooh, my fingers are getting cold. Mom, no, 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 go back. Oh, wait, Larissa. Yes, okay. She was our conservation partner on the Earth Rangers Polar Bear Wildlife Adoptions Project this year. She would totally be the right person to talk to. Hmm. All right, let's press dial. Hello? Hi, uh, am I speaking with Larissa? You are. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Earth Ranger Emma, international podcast reporter and fellow polar bear enthusiast. Nice to meet you. Wow, very nice to meet you as well. Do you have a few minutes to chat about polar bears? I have a couple of very important questions to ask you. Sure. Okay, so I'm actually calling you from Nepal, and I'm hiking up in Sagarmatha National Park, very close to Mount Everest. It's pretty icy here, and if you ignore the high peaks, it can look pretty similar to the Arctic. So I was just thinking, polar bears like it cold. Do you think polar bears could survive here in the Himalayas? 
Polar bears definitely like the cold, but they don't necessarily live anywhere mountainous. Polar bears live on sea ice, and that's typically at sea level. Polar bears are actually considered marine mammals, so they need to be able to live over the ocean. And unfortunately, there's no ocean near the Himalayas. <laughs> right! I totally forgot that polar bears are marine mammals. <laughs> so I guess the Arctic is really the only place for polar bears to live. Yeah. It's just that, you know, polar bears are facing many challenges in the Arctic, so I was hoping that there might be another suitable habitat for them. Actually, could you give us a little update on the situation in the Arctic? Well, we all know that climate change is causing Earth's air temperature to increase. So in other words, we know that it's getting warmer on Earth. But climate change is actually causing the Arctic to warm at a faster rate than the rest of the world. And because of this, Arctic sea ice is melting. Since polar bears need sea ice as a platform from which to hunt seals, they're losing critical habitat. If bears can't get out onto the ice, they're not able to hunt seals. And if they can't hunt seals, then they might not be able to get enough food to survive. Ooh. With those changes happening in the Arctic and the fact that it's warming up so fast, is that the reason why northern research is more important now than ever before? Definitely. We want to make sure that we understand what's happening in the Arctic ecosystem so that we can work towards protecting it. So, talking about Arctic ecosystems, whenever I think of the Arctic, I typically envision a big sheet of white with everything covered in either snow or ice. It can seem like a place with very little biodiversity. Is there actually anything there for researchers to study? I mean, besides polar bears. Yes, there's a lot to study. A lot of time when we talk about melting sea ice, the only thing we really talk about is losing habitat for polar bears. But what we're missing is everything that's going on underneath the sea ice. We have sea ice algae that grows underneath sea ice, and this is actually the basis of the entire Arctic food web. Small microorganisms eat the sea ice algae, and those microorganisms in turn feed fish that live in the Arctic, like the Arctic cod. And polar bears' favorite food, seals, eat these fish. So that entire ecosystem is being affected by melting sea ice. And there are researchers across the world studying all of it. Whoa, are you telling me that the fate of a little sea ice algae affects what a polar bear eats? Like, if these tiny algae disappear, that means polar bears will go hungry in the end? Yes, everything in the Arctic ecosystem is connected. So in order to protect the polar bear, we have to protect the sea ice that that algae forms on. Whoa, I knew that sea ice was important to polar bears because they use it for hunting, but I had no idea there was a whole other connection as well. Yeah, the Arctic ecosystem is much more complicated than you'd think. Well, that's so interesting. Hey, I saw that you were recently in Churchill, Manitoba. I've always wanted to go there. Can you tell me a little bit more about your trip? Yeah, I was volunteering for Polar Bears International, which is a nonprofit organization that is the only one in the world dedicated solely to the conservation of polar bears. So my role there was as one of their ambassadors. I got to talk to tourists in their interpretive center about polar bears, climate change, and my research. And what's it like up there? Churchill is absolutely incredible. I had never seen the tundra itself and it's a completely different environment than anything I've seen before. I got to meet some of the kindest people. These are people dedicating their lives to the conservation of polar bears, and it was really inspiring to be around them. And then, of course, are the bears themselves. I've studied polar bears for over two years, and this was my first time getting to see them in person. Oh, cool. So you did see polar bears. Oh, tell me, tell me. I have to hear everything about it. Yes, I got to see lots of polar bears. 
The best day I had out there involved seeing two family units at the same time. I saw a mom with one cub in the distance, and then closer to me, I saw a mom with two cubs. And I love seeing baby polar bears, so that was a really exciting day for me. Whoa, that is awesome. How close did you get? Well, we try to not get too close to polar bears when we're out looking at them, but sometimes polar bears can get really curious and they'll come right up to the vehicle. So I did get to be really close. That's so cool. Uh, did you take any photos? Yes, I got to take a lot of photos. Nice. Could you share them with us? I think I can. Amazing. I'll put them in the show notes for this episode. Before I let you go, I just wanted to quickly ask about your actual research. Can you tell me what you're working on right now and what's next for your research? Yeah, so I actually study the Davis Strait subpopulation of polar bears, which isn't actually in Churchill at all. It's in northeastern Canada. And I'm studying where they exist in relation to their sea ice environment and also where harp seals exist in that area as well. So I'm trying to look at where polar bears and seals can be found together. I'm also going to look at what that might look like in the future due to climate change. And to do all of this research, I have to do a lot of coding and a lot of writing. So that's what I'll be doing from now on is just in my office at home working. Well, that's all part of the job. <laughs> do you have any other recent developments you could share with us? Well, because of climate change, there are researchers noticing that there's more and more orcas in the Arctic. So because there's less sea ice, orcas are actually able to move up into areas that they were not able to before. Oh, so is that a bad thing? Well, a little bit, because polar bears and orcas are competitors. They both eat seals. Hmm, so it makes it even harder for the polar bears to survive. Exactly. From your perspective as a researcher, what do you think people can do to help and protect the North and, and polar bears? I think it's really important to learn as much as you can about climate change and how it's impacting our natural world. Because it's not just impacting the North, it's impacting the entire world. So learn about climate change and talk about it with your friends and family. I totally agree. Climate change also impacts the ecosystems up here in the Himalayas. Emma, can I ask you a question? Of course. What are you doing in the Himalayas? Well, I'm actually on a quest. I'm trying to find the missing conservationist Adelia Goodwin. Oh, wow. Do you think you'll find her there? Well, that remains to be seen. But I've got some leads and I'm following some clues. So I'll keep you posted. Okay. Anywho, thank you so much for talking to me, Larissa. It was really amazing to hear about your work. Thank you. I love talking about polar bears. Good luck with your quest. Oh, thanks. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> It's always great to connect with fellow researchers from back home. Even if my polar bear question was a little silly. Ugh, polar bears on Mount Everest. Come on, Emma, what were you thinking? I think the altitude is getting to me again. But hey, the snow stopped. What do you say we press on? Oh, wow, it is gorgeous here right now. The river, the rocks, all covered with fresh white snow. So many rocks. The higher up we go, we see less and less trees and more bushes and shrubs instead. And it's getting pretty steep too. Walking is much harder than it is on flat ground. And being at a higher elevation is so much more challenging physically. Now, let me look around. I'm looking for, what did she say? A rocky outcropping, right? Rocky outcropping, rocky outcropping. Huh, okay, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of rocks. All of these rocks look like rocks. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe the journal will offer us a clue. Here, let's see. Oh, here we go. 
Nepal Day 100. My time here is wrapping up. I think Juliet and I have made wonderful progress in our snow leopard research. We've seen signs of several leopards, and I'm delighted that they're making a comeback, thanks to the protection this park offers them. It's not easy to find these elusive felines, and our work is demanding. We spend long days alternating between hiking all over Sagamatha and sitting quietly, just observing the life in the park from under a rocky overhang. Thank goodness for trap cameras. We have some gorgeous snow leopard pictures. It's so amazing that big cats live at these elevations. It can get extremely cold in the mountains, but snow leopards are well prepared with fur up to five inches long on their stomachs. Their tails are also extremely useful, not just for balance, but for wrapping around themselves to keep warm. Oh, hey. There are some markings on the bottom of the page. At first, I thought these were just random scribbles, but you know what? I think this line is the river I saw earlier. And that would make this line the path I'm on. Oh, oh, and then over there to the west, Adelia drew what looks like a tiny cave? Oh, I wonder if that's it. Come on, let's go check. Okay, this has got to be it. This place is so cool. Up here on the outcropping, the view is amazing. They must have been able to observe the entire mountain range from up here. And underneath it should be nicely protected from the elements. Come on, let's check it out. Whoa, there's a whole cave down here. It's a little bit dim, so here, let me just turn on my handy flashlight. Whoa, I wonder how deep this cave is. I can't even see the end of it yet. What's that? Oh no, those are animal bones. Yikes, something small like a hair, I'd say? Hey, I I think some wild animal used this cave as a den for some time. Maybe it was even a snow leopard. Whew, I'm glad we didn't surprise it in here. That could have been dangerous. Huh, I think this is the end of the cave. Here we are at the far wall. Ooh, it's a cool echo. Hello! I'm Emma! <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna focus. Is there anything else here to see? Let me check. I'm gonna shine my light around. Let's have a look. Wait a second. There's, there's writing on one of these walls. Let me take a closer look. Looks like some numbers and arrows and huh, a poem. Panthera Uncia lives in Nepal, high on the mountains of snow, but Panthera Partis calls to me, and this is where I must go. Hmm, wait, wait, what? Juliet and I just talked about genus Panthera at the Sherpa Barista Bakery, but what are Panthera Uncia and Panthera Partis? And what do these numbers and arrows mean? Oh, it's a real puzzle. It seems to reveal where Adelia wanted to go next, but it's a little cryptic. Here, let me take a photo. I'll upload it to the show notes at earthrangers.com slash podcast. Maybe you guys can help me figure it out. Oh. What was that? Did you guys hear that?
coming into the cave. Quiet now. Let me sneak around the corner to take a look. Ooh, I see a shaggy shape crouching on all fours near the cave entrance. It's hard to make out because the sun is setting right behind it, but maybe it's a snow leopard? Or whatever it is, it does not seem happy. But I don't think it spotted me yet. Oh. It's standing on its hind legs. It's about as big as a person. Man, I wish there was another way out of here. But I think... I think I'm trapped. What's that creature at the cave entrance? Will Emma find a way to escape? How will the quest for Adelia continue? Find out next time on the Earth Rangers podcast. homeschoolers and teachers trusty narrator here from the who smarted podcast our 15 minute episodes are perfect for car rides bedtime break time class time or any time we make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11 year olds with new episodes every week look for who smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Hey, animal lovers. Earth Ranger Emma here to tell you about my favorite app, the Earth Rangers app. By signing up for a free membership, you can access tons of fun content like daily animal trivia, puzzles, top 10 lists, and my podcast, of course. In the app, you can send me notes by commenting on the episode pages. I just love hearing from you. You can also complete environmental missions, do eco-friendly crafts, and help protect animals. And if you use the code Emma in the code vault, you'll earn 25 bonus points to help you level up. Download today, and I'll see you in the app.